You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at Remax Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at Remax Advantage Plus. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Andy must have worn his uh, flip-flops out to do the driveway. He's probably stuck in a snowbank. I don't <laughs> yeah, see big, big bad storm coming? What's that? Uh, big came. storm coming? It came, but supposedly today it's supposed to be super windy and stuff. But uh, I, don't, I don't see it. It looks beautiful outside, actually. Oh. Nice. nice. Gets a little snow for Christmas. I just got back. I had to get. I had to come home early from Arizona. They're saying because the flights are going to get canceled if you don't. That's what. Yeah, that's what the talk was, and I'm like, I can't. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I can't miss Christmas like you do. So, oh, sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll be spending my Christmas in Anchor Wat. The, I think it's one of the new wonders of the world. It's a huge, massive temple complex in uh, Cambodia that was built in like the 8th, 9th century when the Khmer Empire was at its uh, glory. So it should be an interesting way to spend the holidays. Yeah, you're not kidding. Wow, wow, wow. That's uh, I didn't see many of those empires in Arizona. First of all, oh. it's between 50 and 60 degrees. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know. Maybe I needed, Maybe I just needed the rest, but I was pretty much a... Pretty worthless there. I'm just saying. But I did help out one of our little friends of the show, and that was kind of fun. Cody, so, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, Cody. Um, well, you know, people that have listened to this, Cody's been on a couple times. We're kind of following, kind of like a new agent, and he's actually licensed in Vegas and Arizona, um, but practicing mostly in Arizona. And you know, as any new agent. It's it's a uh, it's kind of a rough it's a rough road and kind of trying to navigate the the market and with him he uh, also ran into a market that's changed very fast in in that Arizona area and so uh, we just kind of went over some ways in which to be able to try to uh, create some you know some some business and the thing is is that I've always said with like agents and new agents really any agents, if you don't do what you like to do, you're not going to do it. And in real estate, for some reason, everyone thinks you need to do and and do all these things that maybe aren't, don't fit you. So I'll give an example. Maybe it's um, TikTok videos. You know, that's kind of the craze and everyone should do it. And I'm seeing all these, I'm seeing lenders and agents and everyone getting crazy over all over video. And it's like, sometimes it's like, Maybe you're not very good at it and it's not going to really uh, help you. And you're spending a lot of time and effort towards something that's not going to push you into the uh, way you actually make money. So just my, my thing is, is getting them to go after something that they're going to legitimately do. And maybe that it's something that other people don't do in Cody's situation. He's not afraid um, to call people, to knock on doors, to, to do whatever he's got to do to kind of get it out there. And uh, so we kind of concentrated on some of those aspects and ways. And I was never that guy. I mean, when I started, I mean, I, 
I've said this before, but I did three cold calls. And on the third one, you know, after one I got hung up on, another I got yelled at, and then the third one, they just talked to me forever. And I'm like, all right, this ain't going to work. This isn't for me. And so I stopped doing those cold calls and uh, tried to figure out what was better. So my thing was more getting into like open houses. Because I figured if someone was coming to an open house, either they were looking to try to determine the value of their home or they're looking for a home. You know, a lot of people say they have ideas of this and that. But in reality, it's usually one of those two things that people come. And then I could talk to them one on one. They could see maybe, hey, maybe this guy knows what the heck he's talking about. And I get along with them. Let's go out and work with him. And that's what I did. Then eventually you get um, enough sales under your belt that your friends will start using you. And uh, and I think realtors that get into it, that think their friends are going to use them right away and or even family. I mean, family might be more pressured to do it, but you got to remember, this is the biggest investment that people make. I mean, for 99.9% of the people buying their house is the, the biggest investment that they're going to do it. Are they just going to put it in anyone's hands to do that? I mean, you got to know what the heck you're talking about. And I think big thing beginning agents don't do is, is learn. They don't study. They All they worry about is getting a sale because that's how they're going to get paid. And they're not worried about, you know, understanding what they're selling. Beautiful. So yeah. Cody learned a lot. A short with, answer. With, What's that? With your, Cody learned a lot over your mentorship week with him. I don't know if he did, but I know he took some of it. And I really, I moved him up pretty fast. I mean, I, I ramped it up and I said, Cody, I mean, we got to like real estate 801. And I said, you gotta no, you gotta go back to like 101 and, and and get those things. And once, you know, I was just trying to tell him there's so many, there's infinite ways in which to be able to make things happen in this business. And um, you know, trying to attract what he was doing. Oh my god, where is he? <laughs> He's singing. Hey, who's your friend? Who uh, is he? That's Marty the Moose. Marty, okay, yeah. for sure. Nice. Um, where might you be? Uh, we're up at Grandview Lodge. Grand, are you, why are you whispering? Because I'm in the lobby and I don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> uh, did you have to find? Did you have to find uh, internet service or what? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Well, that and it's what a million below zero, and it's snowing and blowing up here, and awesome. So you just missed. I was totally teaching you how to sell real estate in the first five oh, yeah. minutes. Yeah, you should have listened. Look, watch it on video and you'll like it. <laughs> what uh, What are you guys? Uh, so you started talking about what? No, I just I was saying that I was in Arizona okay. and uh, I was helping Cody, our little friend of the show, Cody, you know, yeah. get an agent and just kind of trying to navigate a market. And after you've been in it for, you know, a year. How do yeah. you, uh, what, what do you need to kind of do to kind of move to that next level? So, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, that's what, is that's that what, what you're doing. Marty, the moving? If I stop moving, is that good? You look like a towering human over the top of all of us, young ones. <laughs> Let me put on my plaid, that'll be better for you. There you go. Yeah, nice. That's just, sir. So, what are well, you doing? Awesome. What well, the heck are you, what are you doing? Little, little family fun here. Oh, really? Yep, my brothers and I, we had come up here. We've been doing this in the last couple of years. And oh, cool. It, uh, yeah, it's really a good good time. Who, uh, who, I, you're Mr. Video now. 
Who who did the um, gingerbread houses? <laughs> Those are my one kids. of them yours. Yes, yeah. So we made you two did one teams. of those. Well, we did two teams, and then really? we uh, we we had kind of a contest because we only could find two gingerbread house kits. And then we had team one and team two, and then there's a prize today um, at lunch. So, but see, what's, what's funny? They're both what, what, good. Thank you. Yeah. Which one uh, should I which one should I vote on? I don't know. Whatever, whatever one you want to. Is, whatever uh, one I want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, so so we do prizes and we do all kinds of fun things with the with the kids and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. There, there they are. There they yeah. are. Yeah. You know, the sad thing, Chris, this is that um, I did the same post that my daughter did and uh, I got, which was great. I mean, we had like, I don't know, 10, 10 votes or whatever, 12 votes. I'm like, oh, that's 15, awesome. 15, I think. Yeah, 15. Okay. And then my yeah. daughter does it and has like 130 and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I wonder which team she's on, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, I got some interesting news here though. It was being shared around on the socials, and I think you guys need to calm everyone down or uh, respond to this. So new mortgages are down 47%. U.S. lenders are starting to go bankrupt. Could Good. this one factor trigger the worst surge of failure since 2008? No. No. How about that? <laughs> do, you do you like one-word answers? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same thing we've been talking all the time. I think the one thing that is going to would hurt this um, market is inventory. And if that rose and it's just not, it's not going to rise. I mean, people aren't, it's just not, people are in a position that they're in the best position they could possibly be in right now, sitting in their house at 3% interest rate. You know, you can't get out of it and go rent or anything like that. Oh boy, right. now I have to change my head level to reach up yours. There we go. Do this? Yeah. So I don't think, uh, yeah. I don't, I think, you know, and the thing is with mortgages, I think what's going to happen with mortgage, I think they're going to be hurting. I think the title companies are going to be hurting because they're not going to have a refinance market anymore. And that typically was a good portion of a lot of lenders business. And if that's the case and that's gone, I mean, they just, they have to leave. They're out of the business. And that means companies are going to go out of business too. So, well, I mean, you know, and I also I remember last week we were talking about the uh, between the ten year Treasury, um, you know, rates and and the actual mortgage rates. And normally there's a one point nine uh, gap on there. Right now we're at a two point nine, and so that's showing that we're you know trending. I don't know, I don't know what is that fifty forty percent higher than what we should be, which is yields on those mortgages. So what's happening is. There's less volume being done, but the mortgage companies are just making a ton of money. They're kind of being a little piggy, and they're making a lot of money on the loans that they are doing. So what's happening is is that eventually um, nobody feels sorry for them, and some of them, the, the herd will thin out, and hopefully the best uh, survive. But it, it comes down to where, you know, it, it there's more than just interest rates involved here nowadays, too. So you look at things like mortgage insurance. You look at the actual payment, I think, is the key thing for you guys to understand is that as a, as a viewer – is it look at the whole payment and, and, you know, and then when it looks at the the bank, of course the bank reputation is, is important, but let's say that you go to the big bank down at the corner and you get your mortgage through them. But what's going to end up happening is it, it won't stay there. It'll end up being sold off and to the aftermarket, or they may just service it, but you think you're going to that bank to get the money and you're not. So yeah. it's okay. They'll survive. You know, when you're talking about mortgage companies being piggy, I think what they're doing is that <laughs> they know piggy bank. that, yeah, 
Well, with with rising rates like that, the the odds of those mortgages staying in the market for a year, two years, three years are kind of rare. People are going to really try to refinance quick. And mm -hmm. so that's why there's been no um, premium pricing on these things sure. to be able to kind of lower your rate and stuff because they they know that it could be a they could sell a loan, pay the loan officer, and then all of a sudden they've got to refinance it in six months and they, these people don't make any money. So yeah. all these markets change and flip. And uh, I think it still remains though. And, and it's a, it's a statement that's been used a lot more lately than I've heard in a long time. And it's the old, you know, marry a house and date your interest rate type thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, but it's really true. I mean, you're looking at the long term here. I mean, at some point, whether rates go down, there's different mortgages. There's they're coming up with different things all the time. I mean, my gosh, some um, new construction financing is crazy where they're given year locks and relocking yeah. the last 30 days. And I oh, mean, yeah. it, they're doing and, and the rates are good, you know, not great, yeah. but they're still good. So they, they'll <laughs> adapt and it'll come back. And that's why I say, you know, those type of things happen, but it's going to be inventory that judges this market. For sure. Yeah, I think that some of those incentives have been uh, reflected as rate discounts where they're, mm -hmm. the builders are applying sometimes 2 to 3% up as high as 4 and a half is what they can legally do with uh, buying down interest rates and uh, spreading that out so that that payment for that buyer is lower. But remember, you know, you got it depends on what side of the fence you're on. Are you buying and, and looking at the whole purchase price or are you just living in the payment? And so a lot of, you know, buyers have to live in the payment. And so they don't really look at the price and they say, wow, I'm actually paying 850,000 for this house. And yeah. I'm going to be paying this over 30 years, which, you know, in the end of the, the, the game, it's probably a good play because you'll be holding a nice asset. But it, at the end of the day, you still have to be able to make the payment. So. Right. True, true, true. So Nick, <laughs> we've, uh, we've pretty much solved that problem. Nice. <laughs> That's the that's doomers. Like more clickbait. Yeah, the doomers. That's uh, a yeah. that's good uh, content for the doomers. That everyone on YouTube, especially, just market's gonna crash. Market's gonna crash. Oh, Fed saves the market. This that, but they all yeah. just want you to click. It's it's such a game. But speaking of some good news, so I saw this. So Credit River is the new luxury living. Chris, I know you know a lot about it. I found this article. Um, this area is starting to blow up down. Uh, down by Par Lake? Yes, it is. It's not, it used to be Credit River Township. It's now it's a city. And um, yeah, there's, uh, I think in that article, they're talking about Terra Farms, which is uh, two and a half acre parcels. Um, I think they're probably anywhere from one and a half to two and a half million dollar homes. Mm -hmm. um, oh, oh not, no, I'm not sorry. That Terra Farms is more kind of like a million to a million and a half. Probably um, you can be a little more flexible in there, but then the, the branch is the other one that's kind of uh, in that one, one, five to two and a half million. And then a development that I have is reverence, which is right there too. And that's kind of in that one, five to 3 million uh, range, but there's a lot of um, it, most of, well, all of, except for like territory is big acreage parcels that are in credit river. So that, being close to town and being between Lakeville and Prior Lake, you know, someone gets a little land, they tend yeah. to build a little bigger house and thus there's the luxury market. So, Yeah. I was going to say, plus, you know, you look at a lot of the new housing developments as well. And that, 
I think there's gonna be a push for that in the future here, having a little more privacy, having, you know, that, um, you know, hiddenness or that, uh, whatever you want to call it, being out on a few acres and then having the ability to, um, you know, have the house that you want. I think there's a lot of architecture that gets limited with uh, building when they, they have the building pad with that, you know, 50 feet or 60 feet, you can barely fit a three car garage on a normal house. So it, it, I think the the wider lots, um, when we get them, when we get the opportunity to buy them, we as a group always buy them because it's it's always a guaranteed sale for us. Yeah, and it's interesting when you talk about those. It does that little building pad limits you. We're doing a house right now. We're designing it where in Credit River the garage does have to be a hundred square feet smaller than what the house is, mm-hmm. and so we're doing exactly that. I mean, the house is like forty two hundred square feet. The garage is 4,100, but then incorporating that so it doesn't look like just a big old garage uh, is is kind of, it's it's neat and it's creative, but if you didn't have land, you wouldn't be able to do it. Right. So, nice. but uh, yeah, no, it's a, I don't know. I think when you talk about the luxury thing, it, I, when I say luxury, I always add lifestyle to it because I think when you can afford that type of thing, you're looking more for a lifestyle. And mm-hmm. we see it all the time around here that it's Lake Acreage Golf Course, Lake mm-hmm. Acreage Golf Course. And they switch in between those. Do you have any area up in your area, um, Andy, that is kind of like a little outlier that maybe could become exactly what a Credit River is to the South River? Is there something like that on the north side? Oh, sure. Yeah. We've got uh, up in the North Metro, there's, you know, areas like Andover and uh, Ham Lake. Um, you start wandering up that way and there's acreage all over where they're they're doing very similar values of homes and they're doing um, the same the same um, kind of a con. The one thing that I think that that North Metro lacks is that um, development feel where it's an acreage with development. And uh, it's been it's been a few years since you've really seen where it feels like an acreage development. I mean, they do have to develop the pro- the parcels as, you know, let's say there's 25 lots or whatever, but it doesn't have that necessarily like a community feel like some of the developments you were talking about where they have, you know, yeah. maybe even a community pool or a clubhouse yeah. or a whatever. Yeah. So it's just, it's just not like it's very hard to be profitable. Um, you know, for an example, like we have lot prices up here that are in the, 130s to one you know let's say 220s and down where you guys are they probably start at the 220s and go up to 500 you know yeah yeah we have in our reverence development we're a two i mean 229 is the lowest and 540 is the highest lot there you go yep you know and so and then you add on site conditions you know so driveways landscape well septic uh those sorts of things you know you're adding on another 150 to 200 I mean, so before you get going, you're at 700 before you yeah. add that house on. So sure, yeah, it, sure. can, it can jump up in a hurry. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. But I think too, Andy, I think up in the northern suburbs, you guys have all connected everything. What happened with Credit River is that it started developing where there wasn't water and sewer available to it. Mm-hmm. So it just became acreage lots. Mm-hmm. And any developer, if they've got access to water and sewer, they're going to bring that in. Because the more lots you get, the more money you're going to make. For so. sure. Yeah, that uh, that's the truth. <clears throat> you're talking a lot today. Maybe because Andy's trying to whisper. <laughs> yeah, he's, I just want to be the kind of got like that. He's kind of got like that. He had cigars and bourbon last night voice. 
one would I want to know. I know he they. doesn't drink. I know he doesn't drink, but I don't know if he'd smoke a cigar. So we'll see. I uh, I had the old Lacroix uh, cranking last night. So nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, As this year wraps up, they did a little article this year in weird and or expensive Minnesota real estate. So before we hop into it, it's brought to you by Andy Prasky, preferred home team. Well, they said I could have 30 seconds on the show for a quick ad. Andy Prasky, Remax Advantage Plus, Andy at Prasky.com if you want to email us. Here's the thing, 22 years in the business, over 1,400 sales. I'd like to help you with your real estate needs. If that's buying, if that's selling, if that's building, whatever it is, give us a call, send us an email. Let's get you started on your real estate journey. I'd like to help you on the way. Uh, lots of experience here, and I uh, would like to put it to work for you. Andy Prasky, Remax Advantage Plus, thanks for listening to the show. Hey, that actually inspired me, Andy, to say that that Lake Access lot is is available again. You should get your one client out there to look at it. A Gary Sheep boat slip on Prior Lake. You can build their own house. Just saying. There's not many lots left as in zero. That's the only I know. one. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll def- I, I'll, send sure it to, we'll. I'll, send it, I'll send it to you. That'd be great. Okay. All right. So what are we doing here? We're looking at oh I know that I know that piece of land. That's uh that where is that Andy? That's up by you. No, that's on the east side. Is that Ham? What lake is that? I can't that see it Bear? actually. You can't see it? Uh-uh. There's that island up uh it was like oh, seven Manit- million dollars. But oh let's go. Manit- It'll probably Manit- show us as we go here. Okay. All right. 440 square foot, uh, 99 year old home in TV South Minneapolis. I think that one, um, nice. yeah, I remember those that. always sell too. They're cute little places. And thinking of that, um, when you see like the teeny house, the tiny house, I mean, when you watch those shows, aren't they like 240 to 280 square feet? I mean, that thing's like huge compared to that. I, I don't actually know if there's a definition for that. I think that there's a, there's a lot of versions of it. And, you know, when you, when you get to be one, trailered almost like, I mean, the true uh, tiny house that you're going to be able to get on a trailer. Oh, very possibly. Yeah. I've watched okay. a lot of shows. All right. So that's small. I wonder <laughs> what that, what would that go for? Nick? 100, 180 grand, 440 speed, 100, 180 grand. Jeez. Oh, Nikki, Nikki Muller. I know her, Nikki. She's a yeah. Remax results agent. Yeah. All right. So a teeny Minnesota town bought its old school for a dollar and turned it into an Airbnb. <laughs> now that I think is cool. Yes. I think that'd be super fun. I mean, what you could hang out in the gym. I think that'd be awesome. Wonder what town you know, that was in. You know, a lot of those uh, school districts back in the day when they would shut those schools down and 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 not use them was because the utilities and the expense of the uh, maintenance to keep the buildings up and looking nice, nice. and safe. And so I think a lot of those, if you go to the B&B, you know, uh, style and people are running around on the hallways and using the facility, it might be surprisingly expensive to operate, but I, it's a great idea. Your, your overhead costs would be low to acquire it, but. I've said yeah. there's, there's that, the old uh, mental hospital. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not politically correct, but uh, in Fergus Falls, have you ever seen yeah. that? There's that one in Anoka too. Yeah. There, there's, it's there's, huge. It, it, there's multiple buildings and they're yeah. they're 
or actually down on the Rum River and they're gorgeous. And they keep fighting to save them because they're historical. But they, some people say, hey, let's repurpose this area. And then other people want to protect it because it's so cool. And um, yeah. 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 It's, uh, that's, that's interesting. I mean, some of these, yeah. and then trying to figure out different uses for them, you know. But I've, Andy, you hit on something. I think a lot of people see that. And that's probably why the city gave it away for a dollar because it was taking them, it was costing them so much money to upkeep that yeah. thing. That hey, let's yeah. just get rid of it, give it to someone, let them let them handle it and yep. turn it into something. And then you got to start getting a little looser with your ordinances and what you're willing to do. And but yeah. if we look at that that article, I think it said it was at a town of a population of 304 people. Where mm-hmm. is what town is that? Three um, Middle River. Mm. Sorry guys, I gotta I gotta look this up to see where uh, Middle River is to see if it's close to something. Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's what an Airbnb is. Um, yeah. Where do you think it is, Andy? In the middle there, river. <clears throat> um, in the middle guess. of a river. <laughs> Down by the river. Yeah, yeah, that's my guess All right. too. All right. <clears throat> All right. So I've I've gone out quite a few. Oh, Thief River Falls. There we go. It's kind of by Thief River Falls and not, not too far from me. Oh, Lake of the Woods. Oh, it's way up. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, it's up there, ways. Yeah, surprised you made fun of my hat matching my shirt yet. I just noticed that. <laughs> oh my god, it's not you. Not Look at are you? All Look right, you. Why? Why wouldn't you match? You know, if you got time, like you got three, four extra minutes in the morning to get ready. <laughs> Do you buy your clothes, or are they bought for you and put in your closet, and then you color match like the granimal? The granimals, yeah, these are granimals. That's a it's a draft hat and draft shirt. <laughs> Andy's girls. <laughs> we talked about that before. All right. All right. What do we got here? Want to buy a mountain ghost town on the North Shore? Ooh, ghost town. I still want to buy that town in Colorado. It's like $4 million. Yeah. Um, let's see. I can't. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think that would be too exciting for me, that, that ghost town there. But it's on the North Shore. Um Oh, great. Vandals. Uh, oh, jeez. There's an Air Force base up there. Oh. Huh. I don't know. All right. There's there is that. It's not like Minnetonka. I think that's on White Bear Lake. Okay. Yeah. And it's $10 million. It was $10 million. Now it's down to 6.6. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, if it, if it, it's. Uh, does it include a hovercraft? But I think that thing is so cool. But you can actually, I think you can access that by road. Yeah. I think it's a, like a peninsula. Can you, is there any way to zoom in so we can see the property a little bit, Nick, or is that it? I think that's the only picture we got. Look at that. I wonder if there's I was going like to say, a, that was the, uh, I, I thought that was the, the gentleman that owned Crave um, that had that place on Minnetonka that was out on the island that was, Originally, like fifteen million or whatever. Remember that yeah. one that was for sale earlier this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's in White Bear. That's, I mean, there, there you go. Talk about location, you know. Yeah. And probably about a five million dollar difference between the two, uh, just being on Lake Minnetonka to White Bear Lake. Well, but you Looks know, like the, the only challenge. Up and having breakfast, Andy. It's starting to get that way, isn't it? 
Yeah, I kind of hear them. So. That's all right. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people are checking in. Uh, the, the lodge up here is very popular for families that come up and spend Christmas with, you know, from all over the state and they meet here. And yeah. so today and tomorrow will be busy days. And we're kind of the opposite. We sneak up yeah. a couple of days before and then we sneak home and actually do Christmas at home. But um, with this yeah. weather, we might be kind of stranded up here for another day. Yeah. Andy, you know what Which this is, is like? They always, um, there's news shows that do like, they go to the diners and kind of just get the pulse of the, the locals. Maybe that's what you should do is go around and try to see how the real estate is where they're from. Get to work. <laughs> okay. They, uh, you know what I was, I went to lunch up here with uh, Mark Pedig in the Pedig group. Uh, oh, yeah. the whole, almost the whole brokerage came. It was wonderful. And everybody up here is so great. And we, did a little post on the old uh, intranets and uh, just kind of saying, Hey, if anybody was ever looking in this area, the nicest people, they give you the tours. But what's interesting is how people, you know, embrace the lifestyle, the ice fishing and the, you know, supporting the local businesses and the snowmobiling and how all of those little recreational activities, you think, Oh, how does that affect an economy? It's huge. I mean, we were up here. Uh, yes. Well, yesterday they were snowmobiling everywhere. You know, six inches of fresh snow. They're they're running the snowmobiles from you know restaurant or bar to bar, and you know, and buying the clothes and uh, filling up their gas. And it's you know, so it's it supports the local um, economy. And then now you bring you know, like my family up here, and they all decide to go you know shopping when they're up here, and they buy tons of stuff up in Nisswa, and and um, you know, and, and it good. Yeah, it's just it's all good, right? And so. Um, but yeah, a little plug for those guys. If you're ever looking for properties, give us a call. We'll hook you up with somebody. They, they'll take you out like fishing. They'll take you out, like show you the favorite restaurant, have a hamburger, talk about your, uh, or whatever, you know, like I actually got experience the, the lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, I was, they, they, I went to this place called Lucky's up in Pequot Lake with these guys. And they're like, I, I go, what, what's good on the menu? I always ask, right? She goes, Oh, with hands down, you got to get the uh, wild rice hot dish. And I said, you serve it up here on she goes oh it's, it's fantastic and i tried it and it was she was either that or the tater tot hot dish but she goes the wild rice hot dish is really good so yeah. i try that it's fantastic it's like they had, so they had two hot dishes so oh yeah on the menu usually you never have one hot dish yeah <laughs> these are our best sellers that's awesome <laughs> it was awesome mm -hmm. yeah whoa look at that place oh zimmer's mike zimmer's house yep i don't I don't know if that has sold yet. I know it's out. There's some little acreage. It's in Invergrove Heights, um, not super far from the Viking facility, which makes kind of some sense. But um, I think that was around. It was a couple million dollars on acreage. It's big. It's a big house. I know that. But looks Did like you a hear about his, his kid? He, he died in Minnesota from uh, alcohol. No way. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he coached the Vikings too. Yeah, he was. Oh, that's you know, horrible. Alcohol got him. Yeah, I guess it was his liver that kind of went out. So, oh, terrible. that's terrible. Yeah. What is that one? Listen, at I can't read the numbers. Well, that's Spielman's. Which one? His? Yeah. Um, it was a couple million dollars. It doesn't say, but uh, Spielman's. I was kind of surprised by that because he was in Eden Prairie. I know that was under a million. Is it say? Yep, nine seventy-five. You uh, you don't want to look up the selling agent on that one. <clears throat> don't want to. Yeah. Why? I think I think the listeners know who who uh, you guys have met. My uh, teammate Abby. Abby actually sold yeah. that house. Oh, did she? Yeah. Abby Tomazzoni. 
Tomasoni. I love that last name. Yeah. You, I'm like, you're not from the range, are you? She's like, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Shocker. Um, yeah, no, she, she did that. She sold that property and they, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, there's all kinds of stories with that, but there's, um, it was a very um, pleasant experience. They were very nice. They showed up at closing and actually signed, shook everybody's hands and were very nice about yeah, things. And he's a good guy. Yeah. I guess they headed out to Florida or something like that. So they're just going to live in their other home they had in Florida and, and I don't know if he's even looking for another job or not. I have no idea. Or maybe he got he's already. Doing, I have no idea. He's, he's doing some uh, some podcast or something that he actually gets paid for, I think. You can get paid for these things? I, that's rumor. There's a rumor. <laughs> Apparently you have to be famous. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's funny. Beta Muskai, also known as Lake Calhoun, for those of you that uh, aren't aware. But that that I I don't know. I used to can't stand those types of houses, that modern looking thing. Now I kind of really am kind of intrigued by them. So I don't know. It kind of grows on you, doesn't it? What's it? Yeah. I think it it will that and the, the combination of different uh, housing products like that, where they'll have like uh, wood and steel or whatever, yeah. and it's it just the combination of the of the materials. I think is what intrigues me because I was Super looking cool. at different. Yeah, different cabins. Yeah. Now they'll do like a modern farmhouse, but they'll have like let's say a dark gray or a black exterior or all white, and then they have yeah. accents of like wood. And nowadays they're doing even like you know that it looks like it's exposed wood, um, like up the fireplaces and stuff like that. It's kind of just cool look, you know, um, completely different vibe. I'm doing a house right now, and I'm putting some of those pieces into it just mm -hmm. to kind of give a, a little flair of it, but uh, not like. A lot, but just enough. Yeah. Cool. Randy Moss says, did you say you showed that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we showed over. Randy Moss's house. Ah, geez, it was this summer. And, uh, I mean, you want to talk about a house that out on acreage, beautiful property. And then uh, you're walking through very, like, um, I don't want to say normal, but very normal feeling when you enter the home. And then all of a sudden you have to go downstairs and then there's at the edge of the living room, there's like a hallway. Well, then it opens up to this like amazing, like, you know, um, it, it's like you're going to a resort. Then it then it starts. But up to that point, you have no idea where you are. But you go down this hallway and all of a sudden, boom, it has a uh, literally a hotel sized swimming pool, um, you know, with the enclosure all cedar wrapped. Then they had an entire play area, like a, like an indoor playground, um, like you'd see at a big Burger King or something, you know. Uh, all set up between that. And then you take a, a left and it was, uh, you, there's a full-size basketball court. And uh, it took me a second to realize the big M on the floor was for, for Moss. Yeah. <laughs> I go, what's the M for, for Minnesota? I go, that's kind of odd. And then all of a sudden, yeah. uh, the guy that's with me goes, did you research this? This is Randy Moss's house. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what what did you feel about the price, Andy? It was at way that overpriced. Time? It was, it was way overpriced. At 2.3, it's way overpriced. Yeah, yes. Well, and the reason being is that the house is it um it it has a uh it, it literally has the front half of the house has to be totally renovated. The property's gorgeous. It's kind of in one of those Orno areas where it's kind of like a um one of the more established original which if you look at that picture, it looks like a gorgeous house. That's yeah. a third of the house. I mean, if that the rest of it out the back, it's like uh it, it's unbelievable how it sprawls back and there's like parking lots for valet parking in the back. So when he had these huge parties. 
you know, people coming over, they'd valet park. There was a parking lot in the back. So it, the, I think the coolest thing they did there was a dog run. They had a, a setup for dogs where off the main level, it was kind of like a laundry room and every, there was like six kennels and then they, they'd open up the kennels. And then there was a, uh, to get into the yard, you actually go out a door up and over a bridge. And I'm like, what, what is this? You know, it's like a concrete, you know, like almost like a river basin. Well, that was for the dogs, so they could come in and go down and around, and they wouldn't get into the actual area that you were in. So they, if they could go by you to get into the dog area, and then they had a dog run that was just amazing. But um, that that property was pretty cool until the the uh, they had a renter in there, and and no offense, but this renter did them no service and was like, "Yeah, we pay almost nine grand a month to heat this place. It's unbelievable, and the taxes oh are this, <laughs> yeah, and that." the bathroom tub doesn't drain and the and i mean this this renter i I, if i were them i would literally take the the lumps and get that person out of there (laughs) well think about it you're a renter they don't want to leave so they're sitting on the property they're in the property having dinner like hey we pay to be here and they're telling you all the reasons that you don't want to buy it so they can continue to rent it i tell every single person that has an investment property that wants to sell it i plead with them to get rid of the renter but if they won't then i said then you have to incentivize them Instead of yeah. them, pay them. If it sells, you pay them. Why, yeah. why would we do that? Because exactly what Andy's talking about. That's why you do it. There's no incentive for them to leave or to have showings come and make right. the bed and make sure the dishes are clean. I mean, they don't, mm-hmm. there's no incentive. So for sure. Yeah, I know that that you're right. And I think that it's just uh, the funny part was, is that this, this couple that was in there, they're not like they were slouches. I mean, they were paying 10 grand a month to be there. No. So, <clears throat> but anyway, that's a little schoolhouse too. That's that's kind of cute. Yeah, where is that? Looks institutional to me. But Norcross, Minnesota. You you use the word cute. I use institutional. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Huh. What is what does it say? Or what? Can you zoom in one more time, Nick? It's by Fergus. Is it by Fergus Falls? South of Fergus Falls. Okay. She told me it needed three hundred thousand dollars worth of repairs, and they're going to actually live there. But there you go, Andy. You've talked about this before, and exactly where you're hanging out is one of the places that you talked about because with people not working in an office situation, they can go anywhere they want, and uh, they go try to find a lifestyle. And that sounds like what that buyer was too. They found something really unique and cool that they're going to be able to get into it for a lot cheaper than they would um, in St. Paul to get that same type of architecture. So, Yeah. I was curious to ask Nick now what talking about exotic places where he's in Cambodia, correct? Yeah. Is, are they, are they, is it a big, uh, weird enough, are, is there any holiday stuff all set up or is it pretty not? You're mute. You hear some Christmas music going on. I mean, it's a pretty international uh, city. It's the capital, but uh, it's sure. warm out. And then it's a lot of Buddhist. So Right. Um, That's what I was curious. Yeah. Yeah. So not really the whole Christmas vibe, but the real estate here is bananas. Like, uh, I don't know if I showed that photo before, but like 10 years ago, there was no skyline. And now it's like, uh, it, it looks like you would think... Uh, a major city in the United States looks like, I mean, way bigger than uh, Minneapolis, way more skyscrapers. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. My, my uh, friend here I met, he, he owns the bar on the top and 
he uh, he's been helping Chinese move money here for the last 13 years because he was uh, actually living in China for a while doing business. And he said, this is the next like Singapore, the amount of money that's coming in here. I mean, the, the property value for him, he's got a lot. He says it's like, you know, tripled, you know, 5X in the last couple of years. It's bananas. Jeez. That is crazy. Yeah, well, it's somewhere to go. I mean, if you went there for a vacation, I mean, versus uh, Playa del Carmen in Mexico, I mean, and you'd think that's cheap. You, this is like for $2,000 in a week, I mean, I'd, you'd live like a total king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm staying what it feels like a five-star type hotel for uh, $22 a night. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> would you ever buy one of those little things i don't know i just say ice cream and hot dogs oh yeah you know what you could do you could do wild rice hot dish out of there and just yeah. put a big sign wild rice hot dish <laughs> and just copy it from lucky's we we really should start writing your ideas down because they are fantastic they um i don't know <laughs> I don't know why I sell houses. I should, I mean, there, yeah. there's uh, Betty Dangers. That's for That's sale. For I think, sale? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been for sale for a while. Um, I think it's, uh, what is it? That's no, $3.85 Yeah. That, uh, that's aggressive. Yeah. I think they're trying to, that Ferris wheel's a big, uh, a big price, I guess. Oof. What yeah, I mean, you gotta sell, you gotta sell a lot of beers to get the makes uh, me sad though. I mean, you look at those things, and what happened was, I mean, COVID killed those places. Yeah, they, they were going great, you know. Yeah, but their their sister company, Psycho Susie's, it's down in the river. Um, I see a ton of posts this year. People they're selling they must too, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm not a big commercial guy, but the uh, I, I saw that they really went overboard on the Christmas decorations and holiday right. stuff. Yeah, it's like people are like it's like a fantasy land down here. They it's supposed to be pretty cool. Yeah. Good spot to psychos, take the uh I think psychos is on listeners. the I think psychos is on the market too. Is it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A Barbie house. Oh my gosh. Again, Andy, what a what a great buy for what? Airbnb. Airbnb for sure. I mean, do you get a theme place like that? I mean, you'd have to spend a lot of money to be able to create that. And I guarantee you that would get rented a lot oh, for, for sure. birthday parties and kind of yeah. Things. Well, if, oh, it's, sure. if it's priced right too, college kids, St. Cloud would be like, oh, this would be a cool weekend, you know, a little party if they allow that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Or Instagram photos. You could do a lot of cool people would pay to take photos there. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. The things we think about today, 10 years ago, you would have never even. Never. Breathed, never. You know, it's like those dome homes and the tree houses <laughs> and all of that. It's like, uh, what? Oh, look at that. Oh, there's a dome house. There we go. On Lake Superior. I bet you that baby uh, flew off the market right there. I mean, I wonder what. Superior. Yeah. Doesn't that scream? Doesn't that scream like professor? Like the professor at the UMD that was retired now. That uh, it did have looks like multiple offers went for 850. Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah. Look at that gorgeous uh, shoreline, though. Yeah kind of fun i mean just uh again an, an opportunity i guarantee you it's a it's a rental or a cabin or maybe both you know mm-hmm. they they rent it when they're not using it but um, sure. guarantee it so crazy 
Yeah. A Barbie house. All right, lots of hot. What is this? A 1940s castle on the St. Croix River. That would be cool to have again for. Um, I thought it said Quasimodo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I cool. can't read that far. That's funny. Uh, oh, huh. my goodness. Yeah. Chris Deep and I have places, no comment. We're like, huh. places. <laughs> a goth castle. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's well, a, you know, the Duluth, that. That house. I wonder if that yeah. that one's. Wonder if that's still on the market. Because that one uh, has been. Oh, yep. Like that. The underground pool. Yeah, they've uh, down to six seventy-five. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look at that thing. Jeez, Louise, that's beautiful. That might be a little too much, you know. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's PJ's PJ's house. Oh yeah. That's in Mound. I think he's. I think that sold pretty fast. Um, yeah, I thought I heard the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. 200. Flew off the market at just under 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice house for that money. And there we go. There's the little earth home. So. Oh, geez. I don't I feel I like would, you're a hobbit. Yeah. I don't think I would ever buy one of those, but. No. I could. I, it'd be fun to market it. So. I don't know if it didn't sell. See, your thing that you and I kind of, I think, have gotten lucky with over the years is with good marketing. You don't have a lot of market time, and uh, some of those properties sit for a year before they sell. They have to find that right buyer. And see, just because you built it doesn't mean somebody else wants to live in it. And I think that's the fallacy that we all have is that you, as a seller, are usually the buyer that we're trying to find. So, where do we find you? How do we market to you? And and that's who we're looking for. And and it uh, people almost get insulted when you say that. And you go, hey, not everybody wants to live in this unique of a property. You know, I, I my uh, brother and I, a couple, uh, Jesus, probably two years ago, we were looking for properties for him and his family, and we found a like a cat, literally like a castle that was built in Champlain on the river, and uh, the inside was unbelievable. The woodwork was crazy, but it it lacked like the floor plan. But the, I mean, you walked in, you thought you were walking into a castle, and mm -hmm. just the it was just stunning and nobody wanted it. And it sat and sat and sat. And I think it finally sold for like under 700,000. And, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, it was probably to replace, it was probably 2 million. I mean, it's ridiculous. The whole thing was brick and it wasn't just regular brick. It was fancy, like the rolling crazy, you know, like almost like a castle. Mm -hmm. Do you know who should yeah. get into real estate is Stolpus. He's a marketing guy. Yeah. He's a lifestyle guy. I mean, I watch on Facebook. He's hilarious. I mean, his house is looking nice, though. Oh yeah, he's he's they're they're almost there. We we actually went out um, and had a good time. Went to a, a kind of a friends reunion um, from a volleyball crowd we used to hang around with, and they some oh. people were in town and went out and had a great time the other night. And and uh, yeah, he's he's a good guy for sure. Fun to hang out with. I find it really interesting talking about these kind of properties. Like in Europe, there's like thousands and thousands of castles like for sale for one dollar because obviously it takes you know they're historical so you have to refix them and take care of them and it costs you know millions but i mean all over europe abandoned castles are are for sale which is is pretty interesting mm -hmm. and you would just think that rather than getting a dollar you just plow that thing down and just try to sell the land i, I don't know if they can chris i think that they, yeah, they oh, they're, they're historic oh that's why yeah, yeah. right right okay. yeah yeah, unless you had, and it's and it, I'll be honest with you, it's hard to burn them down <laughs> when they're all stone, right? 
Not if you know a guy. Yeah. Just yeah. You, if you can figure out how to burn stone, I yeah. Uh, but beautiful, that was cool. Let's go go into some memes. I actually got some funny uh-huh. ones here. We'll finish the show with. It'll be brought to you by Chris Rooney Home Experts. I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. Okay, so this first one, he's a, the famous prankster, the Nelk Boys, and he's being a fake real estate agent, so it's, it's funny. We're just using it as a spare right now, but it could be like an entertainment room or like a master. Okay. So, yeah, it could be like... <laughs> It's county to county. It's called cockfighting. I don't appreciate the chickens. I don't appreciate the filth. No. Excuse me, miss. We're just kidding. We're just filming a, a prank funny video. It's just a joke. I don't know what type of shit this is. I'm actually going to take this to the county. Don't take it to the county. Why not? Just not to the county. Why not? Because my dad, my dad works at the county. I don't give a damn. Please don't. No, my father-in-law is a judge. But it's Thanksgiving. I don't care. You showed a filthy house to make it look like a joke. I'm sorry. No! Not the county! My daddy works in the county. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I wish I could do that. Yeah. But I don't think he's a he's not a real realtor though, right? I mean, so they must have paid to have the house for the day and fake an open house or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what are some of the signs that you need to be experiencing to think, hey, I need to hire a real estate coach. You just need to be a real estate agent. There are no signs. I think everybody should have a coach. Why is it that the highest paid athletes in the world, they all have not just one coach, but multiple coaches. And yet salespeople think that, oh, I don't need a coach because my job is easier than that. If you want to be the highest producing level at your career that you can possibly be a coach is there so whether you're new to real estate the coach is going to be there to guide you what are you going to do just be shooting in the blind or trusting some other agent in your office or a team leader that has maybe kind of figured it out no because you're an individual salesperson who's going to do things differently than that person so you need a coach to guide you even if you're just stuck in your career and you think oh i gotta switch things up i gotta do things differently a coach What is your opinion, Andy? I have opinions. Yeah, mute. They uh, they shut my mic off because they don't want to hear me. Um, yeah, exactly. If there's background, I can still. I don't know if you guys can still hear them, but I can still hear them talking. But um, the uh, the uh, coaching is very important. I think that 
you know, just like, you know, the, uh, like practice or whatever else you have to actually get into it where, um, you focus on your skills and you, and you really hone those in, even though you, you might be good at it, you can always be better. And then being better at one thing, you enhance it. Then you bring the coaches in to help you with all the other stuff that you're maybe not as good at. So, um, you know, and then you just get a well-rounded business running, I think. I think you got to really know what the coach brings. Um, right. Because some coaches have never even sold a house in real estate. They're more motivated, yeah. motivation type coaches. Right. And then there's other ones that have sold a bunch of houses, but don't know how to coach it or teach it. <laughs> so I think yeah. you just got to find out, you know, what works best for you and, uh, and I think if they try to make you do something that you can't do, run mm-hmm. because you won't do it. And so, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think I think that you know that's you make an interesting point. I think that there's if you're looking for something, and you know, you and I, Chris, are kind of the same on this. I like to go to these shows. You don't, but what we both agree on is that they're going to hand you a bunch of stuff that you learned last year. You should have did that you never did anyway. So if you just do the stuff you know you need to do you'll probably be 90% ahead of all the other agents that are out there. So, you know, make a list. I think I'm it. going, I think I'm going to Vegas in February. Are you? Well, Hey, so. they've got Maroon five playing this year. It'll be pretty fun. Ooh. So, yeah. I wonder if they're going to go to like weddings and stuff and crash them. Yeah. My, all the wed- yeah. No. Nope. They have a great video on that. Just, <laughs> I know the story. All right. When it's career day and your dad walks in with a stack of business cards in a PowerPoint presentation on the financial benefits of owning versus renting a home. <laughs> that poor kid. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think, I was talking to somebody, and they're, they're like, this This dad has parties for his kids all the time just to get their parents to come so he can try to um, get, get them to buy and sell. I mean, use your kid for a party, for God's sakes. You're crazy. Yeah, I just got a little louder, sorry. Yeah, okay. It's all right. I saw a little kid in the background by Marty the Moose. Let kids believe in Santa. There's people out there who believe that an agent who does three deals a year didn't pay to be on the cover of Top Producer Magazine. Oh, that one's funny. That that is funny. Yeah, so people know there's there's magazines that go around that people get on the covers of them. It costs them like $1,500 to do that. So it's kind of interesting. I think it's funny. I was on the cover of one of those magazines, and they 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 sold it to you that hey, no, you don't have to, you don't have to buy anything. But if you want to buy like some of the magazines and um, do get the get the copy of it or something, so you can use it to market, that you got to pay for it. And I did; they got me. So yeah but you know what it's the truth i mean the story that's there it's a great like biography of of what you do how you do it and for somebody that's researching you i think it's another great source of of information to find out about you and and they're absorbing it in a format that they like so it's i i don't i don't overrule it or outrule it and saying it's not a good thing to do because i think it's great and then it's fun i mean people are looking for reasons to you know um refer their agent and if you have an agent that's not necessarily doing great they don't usually refer you if they have a reason to refer you like geez look at this you know it's kind of a fun way to to people think about you and they refer you yeah good point yeah that's a good good point point. andrew we we, yeah okay okay the home inspector and me when the buyers bring their entire extended family to the inspection yeah that's good that uh 
the inspection is always kind of a interesting um, activity depending on who you got. And I think from an agent standpoint, you just have to get to prepare your buyer for, for what it is. And so if it's a, it's an existing house that's 25 years old, there's going to be stuff wrong with it. It's not going to be perfect. And you didn't buy a perfect house. And, but ultimately they make the decision, they get to decide. And in our real estate world, uh, it's advantage buyer because the buyer has, advantage the whole time that that inspection contingency is going. So they can ask for anything they want. The seller can say, no, forget it. I don't want to sell it to you. You're so mean. And they can say, oh, just kidding. We'll take it anyways. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's a weird uh, situation. Well, I, you like know, I, think what we, I think that what we fear a lot of times is like when you see a young uh, buyer come out and I would say it's the it's the dad or the parent factor, right? Where they come out and they look at the windows, they look at the roof, they look at the furnace, they look at you know the big ticket items that need to be replaced or fixed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, those opinions, of course, as a selling agent, you don't want that because you're hoping somebody comes in there and says, "Hey, I you know we can fix those later." Well, what what a parent will do is a parent will say, "Hey, kids, by the way, yes, you only have a couple windows to replace, but did you know they're twelve hundred bucks a piece?" Or did you know that it's going to, and then they do the math, like, oh my God, that'll be 45,000. You're like, yeah. And all of a sudden you lose your buyer. I think that's where I fear having the whole, you know, the whole family come with. Yeah. I mean, it's good for them to know what they're getting into, but we should have, we should have let them know ahead of time what that means. Because if they're, if if they're afraid of that, then let's just go buy a new house. I mean, it's very simple. Just spend a little more. Brand new windows. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. Me getting ready for an open house, knowing there's people out there making six figures a year selling pictures of their feet. <laughs> Stupid. That's, hey. a, that's a funny. That's a funny thing our team has talked about a couple of times. They they have a couple of different memes like that that say, "How can people make a living doing this?" Or how can somebody make? It? We should do that instead. This is way easier. Uh, Andy, I think you know. I keep coming up with ideas for you. Yeah. The whole, the whole feet thing with flip-flop on TikTok or whatever, OnlyFans or whatever you do. I mean, I think you might have something there. I'd probably be just huge. Yeah. <laughs> just huge. It would. It I'd would be take, at the bottom. It would go there, totally viral. Some viral. kind of viral joke for me at the bottom of their list. <laughs> so I, I know people who do that and some that are successful, but I think it's like 95% of them that totally sell themselves out like that and are making, you know, maybe – 200 bucks a month it's quite sad yeah. it's uh it's uh, definitely a pipe dream but uh well you hear people saying they make a living but what's a living right i mean you know yeah. it's very like uh the bell curve but the people on the far end are making millions i mean you see the numbers but most of the people aren't and it's it's an interesting time for sure <laughs> well geez guys well if i don't see you you guys uh, i think we're kind of towards the end of the show aren't we yeah merry christmas just, yeah merry christmas to you guys too Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah, and we'll see you guys uh, right before the new year, right? Yep, next week, 29th. Yeah, we'll do a little party guys. on air, bring the champagne. Bring Next week will be Ooh. champagne. I'll actually take a shower before the show. I, pro- I, I appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Everyone else, hey, make sure to give us a, a review on the iTunes and Spotify, three digestible clips a week on Facebook and YouTube. Give us a like, send in any questions you have, and uh, yeah, have a great holiday season. 
Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.